you know, even stupid sayings like soulmates. We're soulmates. You are destined to be with me. Really? Have you traveled anywhere outside of Ada County? Have you left your town? Yeah. So your soulmate just miraculously he happened to be within a 25 minute radius of where you were born. You don't have a soulmate living in Cairo, Egypt right now. Yeah. Yep. Like your soul, you, the, the one person that was, that was meant to be with you forever to love and to nourish and to make you the best potential self you could be. That person's not living in Italy right now. And you're living in Texas. Yeah. But you're never going to go to Italy to meet them. So you just met someone locally and said your soulmates. What would be the chance that whoever you think makes your soulmate, that they always put them within a 23 mile no, radius of you? Like, it's you know day. what I mean? Everything happens for a reason. what's going on it's your boy jeremiah with the kind of kidding podcast and we're back to do this again once again every episode i say we're back again it's fucking annoying right i don't give a fuck my podcast i do what i want um very special episode this is episode 23 what are some things that go with 23 we have michael jordan he was dope right so this podcast is pretty dope that's 23 jim carrey made a movie named the number 23 that was a dope movie too uh, what other 20, what's other 23 things? 23. When I thought about doing this episode, the Atlanta Braves had hit a home run in 23 consecutive games. That's not cool anymore because just a couple hours ago, they hit 26. Um, but more importantly, I have a very special, special episode today. I was out this morning doing a, doing a lot of act, active stuff, getting my heart rate up, feeling like a, feeling like a real a real member of the um what are those uh what what are those group of group of people who who everybody respects um uh men yes i was feeling like a man today i was doing homeowner shit i have a buddy i've talked about who's was, was helping me out getting a gazebo and and a deck and we're doing all kinds of crazy things and i went to get that gazebo today and and i had to employ some friends and family members to help me and i'm fucking tired I'm back now. I'm in air condition. I'm recording an episode a couple days too late. And uh, I figured while I had my while I had my help handy, I would I would con him into doing an episode with me. So I held I held him hostage in my in my podcast garage, as they would say in France. And uh, I think we're just going to punch in. What you got to understand, though, is this guy, this gentleman, um, this fine member of the podcasting community, he has a podcast of his own. You guys might have remembered uh, a little while ago, I was a guest on the uh, Random Realness podcast. And um, I figured what better way to, to, pay, to play it forward, pay it forward. Is it play it forward or pay it forward? Do you play it forward? You play it forward, right? Or do you pay it forward? I have a feeling that's another one of those fucked up terms that someone put out into the into the universe for me to screw up. So I'm paying it forward and I'm having uh, I'm having this individual make a guest appearance on our podcast here at the the kind of the kind of kind of kidding realness, the kind of realness kidding. You know, I don't know. We'll find a better way to to link in these two podcast names and, and make it trend on on Twitter. 
but yes, he's here. He's ready. Uh, he does have a podcast that's a little bit more structured. I've seen them in action. They actually have they actually have calls to each other to talk about what they're going to talk about on the podcast. Me, I hit play and just fucking go. It's probably why they have more followers than me, but we'll, we'll get there, right? So we're about ready. Let me introduce you guys to J. White, the Fi Guy. J. 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 What's going on, bro? Man, I'm just feeling good. Finally made it to the garage. It's a garage. A garage. In France. Then, in France. This is a podcast garage. This is top tier. It is uh, top tier, huh? Yeah. I like it. I'm so glad I'm able to uh, podcast. Hey, sound guy. Get my shit right. Sound guy. And I wanted buffalo, uh, sunflower seeds, oh, dill pickle that's, sunflower that's, that's seeds. That's not in the contract. <laughs> we didn't was, negotiate that. We didn't negotiate it, but yeah, no. Uh, you know what? I should get a secretary. Should I get a secretary? I think so. You already have like a, a big staff, so I could just imagine. I don't see why not. My staff consists of Jeremiah, the sound guy. I have uh, Jeremiah, the scheduler. I have, uh, God, what is his name? Uh, Jeremiah, the talent scout. But I don't have a, I don't have, I don't have a secretary. What would a secretary do for a podcast? Maybe because of how random this took place, that maybe they would let your guests know before the day. This was pretty random, wasn't it? Well, see, the reason this was random was I normally... I normally record on Saturday mornings. So Friday, I do the whole work thing. Um, I relax. I do do whatever, really. And Saturday, I wake up super early. I record an episode. And then, uh, and then I have a weekend. I don't worry. I don't stress about recording anything or take away from the family recording an episode. And then I do some editing, some light editing on, on a Sunday and, and, you know, maybe maybe Monday after work. And then I release. But I couldn't do that today or this weekend because we've been we've been going pretty hard. You know, uh, for, for you, to, for y'all out there that don't know, uh, J dot J dot white, the five guy, this, you know, I, I say he's my friend. He's my buddy. This is my this is my cousin. This is my cousin. J dot. You know, I have other names. For cousin J Dot. But for the purpose of this space, he gets this cool name J Dot. J Dot, why the Fi? Why Fi Guy? What is Fi Guy? The Fi Guy is financial independence. And so, like, I'm on the podcast that I'm on, Random Realness, and I'm one of two members. We're missing Chame. Um, the real part of life is sometimes you got to work. Sometimes you have responsibility. That's true. The randomness about today was we didn't know that we were recording. So, you get one half of random realness. You get one half. The financial independence is when I'm on the show, my viewpoint is usually like I'm thinking financials. I'm I'm uh I'm an accountant by day. So um what are you by night? A baller. A no, ball. I'm you're, you're like Batman. <laughs> no, yeah. You wake up no. in the morning, you're you're an accountant. Yeah, and, and then, then by at night. night I'm a podcast uh, personality. You're a social influencer. Yeah. And financial independence is just um, the theory of, like, building a financial fortress to where you wouldn't need to work if you wanted to or not wanted to. So um, so you have tips and tricks on, on how, to, how to get rich? 
I think maybe I've posted one thing like uh, uh, spend less than you earn, invest the rest. That's like probably one of the like main staples is like to ever get off the hamster wheel. You essentially have to be able to save something because if you don't have anything in savings, then you would have to work in, in, what, in forever. What, what's what? What is save? What's savings? <laughs> uh, savings is just you got a savings. Well, yeah, I would say I like contribute to like a retirement account or have some buffer. I don't spend everything that I make. Well, um, newsflash, I do. Okay. Um, okay. I know that you are far more responsible, far more, I don't say responsible, because I'm not irresponsible with my money. If you take away my sports betting, I'm very responsible with money. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but we've said this before, sports betting is in my gene code. Like, to not gamble means I'd have to turn my back on the Asian community that I find myself so, so deeply rooted in. So I refuse to turn my back on those genuinely hardworking, respectable people. So I continue to sport bet. Okay. That's just not going to stop. Aside from that, I think I'm pretty responsible. I mean, if I make $2,500 in a couple weeks, it's not irresponsible to just spend 26, right? Like it's just a hundred. That hundred is going to start adding but up I'm, over I'm, time. I, I make it back though okay. because of the sports betting. Gotcha. Because if I if I make twenty five hundred, and I spend twenty six, I'm in the whole one hundred. But if I hit a couple bets, I can make three hundred, which means I'm actually positive two. So by the next paycheck, I have two hundred dollars in my quote unquote savings account. Right? Yeah. The math works, right? It's sound. It's sound. Yeah. I think if you were if you had if you were down a hundred, oh, I guess. If that hundred was gambling, and you went up to three hundred, then you would be up three hundred. I don't so like the word gambling or sports betting. Betting, sports betting, betting. gambling, betting. gambling. Me, gambling leads you to believe that you don't control it. Yeah, yeah. Betting, I feel like I have some pool. I have some statistical. You know, there's something statistical about it that makes me feel like I have some sort of pool. And sports betting, if you watch enough of the games, you it's almost like you have insider information. You know, there's people out there placing bets that don't even watch the teams. Exactly. That's gambling. Somebody that lays their eye on the teams every day, it's yep. almost insider I'm, I'm, trading. I'm basically, you know? it's, and that's illegal? This shouldn't be. It's illegal in stock trading, but not in sports. Sports betting? It's legit. So that's your edge. Is that by is my edge. Watching your team play night in, night out, and know how they perform. So I bet I, I put down a three a three leg parlay on a WNBA games. Is that the irresponsible part? Because I don't watch WNBA <laughs> games. Let's <laughs> say so. You are you actually spending time in nah, there? Or are you, going? you know, you know what I found out is when you bet on NBA games, it's hard to pick a winner because a team could be. Nine and ten, playing a team that's nineteen and zero, and that nine and ten team can beat the brakes off that nineteen and zero team. It just—I don't know—the matchups. It just happens. You never know when they're doing load management either. You never In know. In the NBA, you never know when they're taking the night off. Now, I—I'm saying this from a place of not knowing anything about WNBA basketball. I respect the sport. 
I respect the women. They're they're real athletes. They're they're just as much an athlete as anybody else in in the athletic world, man or woman. However, for some reason, the team that's favored to win in the WNBA almost nine times out of ten wins. And I I. I have no way of really explaining it, but I'll watch the Lakers and the Bulls or, or a good example. Last season, the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh-huh. that dude is a beast. Like he could beat, he could beat the brakes off a team on his own. My Chicago Bulls, they're not, or they weren't. I mean, they barely got into the playoffs through a play in game. Like they're not supposed to be contending with the Milwaukee Bucks. So this team that's star-studded against this team that's not as star-studded, it should it, it should be one-sided. Yeah. However, in that game, the Chicago Bulls that weren't even supposed to show up beat the Milwaukee Bucks by 10, 12, 13 points. Wasn't even close. That's a bet I lose because my heart says bet on Chicago. My uh statistical insider trading or whatever you did you were talking about. It yeah. says, put your money on the bucks with the WNBA. If it's the aces or the Las Las Vegas aces or the New York Liberty, put the money on the aces of the Liberty, because if you bet on them 10 times, you'll win eight or nine times. And that's just good financial advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The women, I believe that they put a better product out on the court every night because they know they can't. Right. They can't take days off. Can't take days off. And the, and they're competitive. And those girls, those two teams that, that you, um, I think you said the Aces and Liberty. Liberty yep. Um, how They're just not, they're not going to take days off because they don't have their Liberty too. They're trying to blow the WNBA up. NBA is like, we're already here. We already know you guys are going to tune You're in. You're going to spend the money on us. We're a pr- we're a proven product. You're not. You know, you, that, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what I mean, it sucks, but that's what the NBA suits. The, the people in the NBA that run the NBA, they could say whatever they want to say. There is, in my opinion, a blatant disrespect to the women version of that sport. And, and I'm not saying it's disrespect like they're going out there and they're saying, Hey, uh, you're not as good as us, or you can't contend, or you can't compete. What I'm saying is, if the NBA was the parent company, if the NBA existed first, and they're making their they're making the egg, and they said, "Hey, let's tie in a female version of our sport," the WNBA was created by the NBA. So why isn't the NBA putting as much resources into the women's sport for marketing, advertising? I mean, yeah, you see it every now and then, but I turn on the TV and every 15 to 20 minutes, there's something LeBron James. There's something, I mean, I know Kobe Bryant's gone, rest in peace, but there's a two, NBA 2K20 or 2K23 video game that has Kobe on. They're still marketing to the male aspect of basketball do they have a wmba game or is it inside the, the wmba game yeah uh, video game it's inside so i recently got back into video games mm-hmm. and i got back into it because my i thought my daughter would be into it and we learned very quickly that she's not into shit that has to do with video games <laughs> that has to do with basketball so i got into it and got right back out i'm not a gamer anymore but the wmb there was a wmba gameplay within the NBA video game. 
Like, there's not a WNBA video game. They're not a standalone, yeah. They're not a standalone. No one's going to, I don't say no one, but they're not. The, the amount of money that goes into making that game, they're never going to recoup as a standalone right now. Gosh, I feel like they should put that on the package. It should be like uh, NBA 2K and then the ha- bottom half of it or like the diagonal of it be like WNBA 2K. Yeah. And I mean, I'm that, pretty like, sure. I'm they should pretty share sure. the cover just just so that's a good look. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're like, I think to your point, you're saying, why don't they put those same amount of resources into blasting? And, the- th- and that's where I feel the disrespect is because the guys in the suits and the women in the suits that are saying, Oh, we're trying to grow the game. We're trying to grow the game. How, how are you growing the game? You know what I mean? And, and I have daughters and, and you have daughters and I maybe 18 years ago, I don't, maybe 18 years ago, I wouldn't have cared. I mean, to be honest with you, 18 years ago, I didn't care. I was the guy that said women can't compete with men. Like that's fucked up to admit, but let's just be real. Mm-hmm. 18 years ago, it was looked at differently for me. Cause I don't have, I didn't have girls. Now I have girls. I have girls that are growing into women and that's important to me now. Now I'm looking out and saying, man, my daughter who's 13 or 14. Damn. How old is she? She just had a birthday. She's 14. She's 14. She's 14. Yeah. She's yeah, 14. Yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah. So, Actually, her birthday was two days ago. So happy birthday, Eva May. Happy 14th birthday. Uh, please behave because I want to celebrate a 15th. Um, <laughs> we're off to a rocky start, but we'll get there. Um, what was I saying? Um, I do this every oh, now episode. That, okay, now every that episode. you have daughters, 18 years ago, you were like, oh, yeah, women yeah. can't compete. Yeah. Which, yeah, and ignorant thinking. Very ignorant. Now I've opened my eyes and said, why... I love these kids so much. Why wouldn't I love their futures too? And their future is equality and, and, you know, having the the same opportunities as men and being judged and, 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 you know, um, evaluated on an even playing field presented the same way. Or pre- like yeah. even with the NCAA tournament, it, I swear for say four or five years ago, it was like, the men's tournament played and they would maybe play a women's game yep. on the same night trying to compete against it. Yeah. And the women, I guess when they, and this was just like a few years ago, what they gave the men when they showed up to the tournament, like, Oh, a beats headset. This is what they're eating. Yeah, they're they staying get those in gifts. this hotel. They get the gifts. Yeah. They get the gifts. The women, it was like staying at the best Western. Yeah. They had just a buffet. You Did know you what I mean? See? There was no, like they weren't treating them the same. There was no equality there. Yeah. And it was, it was the stupid things. Like, it's not hard if you're going to give a PlayStation five or whatever to this basketball player, because they made the tournament, you're telling me that your budget as national, as a college basketball association, you're telling me that you don't have the budget for, you know, 60 more. Yeah. Like, you you know, where's that money going? Um, There was a story last year. I think it was last year's tournament or maybe the year before it was the same, ter- the, the women's tournament and men's tournament. It was around the same time, right? Isn't it around the same? Didn't did they overlap? I think they now started like blending it to where it's like about the, it's like the same time and maybe even be like um, in the same area yeah. so that everybody's there to watch men and women at the same time. So, so the story was um, Miami, I can't remember the university, but the, the men, they go into this hotel. They are staying at this hotel. And in one of the uh, ballrooms, 
the hotel or the college basketball, they put together a weight room and they had weights and, and all the, the medicine balls they had all the stuff that the men would use to work out during the week that they're at this tournament. The women showed up to the same hotel. were told they had a, their own ballroom, their own gym. And it was like two dumbbells and, um, you know, just a couple free weights. And they were pissed. They're like, how come the men got have this basically their own gym and we just have a couple bar, a couple dumbbells and a free weight? And that's what I'm saying is bullshit. I think that's where the disrespect is between men's sports and women's sports is everyone says they want it to be equal. Everyone says they want success for the other. But the one that has the opportunity to provide that help doesn't provide the help. And I take that as disrespect. In yep. my opinion, if the NBA wants the WNBA to thrive, it will. The fact that it hasn't, I mean, what Candace Parker and all the, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, there's women, there's hall of fame, hall of fame, WNBAers that have gone through college and played full careers and retired and the sport not have been very much better off than it was when they came in. Like, yeah, you got an ESPN deal now. Great. But you only got the ESPN deal when there's not another game on. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's when fucked they, up. Like, the women's tournament, I felt like when that fiasco happened and they put it on center stage, like, a few years ago, and the way they rolled out the women's tournament this year, it was like, it was in the it was in the news, and they put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Like the women's basketball is elite. This year's tournament was fun. Was fun, yeah. And it's like I think it was just by the way that they presented it this time, with the timing, had it in the mix when it was like its own. What is it? Ostracized. Ostr- yeah, I think that's a good word. Where it's like out on its own, uh-huh. made it to where people weren't watching it. But when you blend it in, it's like we're all in tournament mode. We're all in viewing basketball mode. Yeah. Yeah, if the men aren't playing tonight and the women are on, I'm in it. But if well, it's a whole nother week, it's like the men are done, I'm done. Right. And part of that is our fault. Yes. Like, part, like I can't blame the NBA. I blame the NBA for the money aspect. I blame the NBA for not advertising it because that's what they can control. They can control what money goes there. They can control the average. They can, they can control the visibility of the sport. We as fans, I hate to say it, but if you live in a town, if you live in a city that has a WNBA team and you're crying like I am about how it's not as popular as it should be and it doesn't get the support, run through your checking account, run through your credit card statements and tell me how many tickets to that game you bought. Because you can't actually say this is bullshit. No one's supporting these women if you don't yourself go watch the game that's the problem like boise state university i love boise state basketball men and women i think it's fun i like live sports in general i go to boise state women's basketball games now admittedly i go because my daughter's into basketball and i want to go i want her to see women play basketball i think a woman learns to play women's basketball from a woman i i I mean yes you learn the fundamental you 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 see how basketball is played when you watch the men but watch something that's like you because that's how it's probably going to that's how it's going to flow. You're going to you're going to move like her. You're not going to move like him, right? I go to these games. I buy tickets to these games. As a vandal, I do not go to these games. <laughs> okay. Because 
I don't do BSU. I, <laughs> it was coming. It was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is, hypothetically speaking, let's just say you lived in, in, in Moscow still. Mm-hmm. And there was a women's vandal game. Yeah. And you believe or you feel the way I feel that women's basketball should be presented better. Should you, would you, would you not buy a ticket to the game? Yeah. Because you are supporting it. Now, now that, I, now that I have girls and that's obviously a shame on me because I should have this lens if I had girls or not girls. I mean, vision changes. That's okay. Yes. So now it would be like, yeah, taking them to the women's game with no problem right. and supporting it. Yeah. The, my point I'm trying to make yep. though, is if women's, if, if Boise state basketball sold out every night, like a men's game would, there'd be more efforts by people who had the opportunity to, to do it, to market it, to advertise it. BSU themselves would try a little harder to make sure that you show up or you appreciate what you're seeing when you show up. Um, the LA sparks, the Los a- Los Angeles sparks, that's the women's WNBA game in LA. They don't sell out every night, but the Lakers do. The Clippers do. But there's people in LA that are bitching and moaning like me about how no one supports the, the WNBA, but that same person on their megaphone standing on a taxi cab yelling at everybody in front of uh, Laker games, they're not buying tickets to those Sparks games. And that's the sad part. Yeah, I don't even know how we got on this train here. We were talking about you being a financially independent person, and I started crying about how no one supports women's basketball. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. This is this, crazy. Is, this, this is, is the, this is how. Welcome to the welcome to the kind of kidding podcast where we start one way, and we end up somewhere else. We're twenty something minutes in, and all we've talked about was women's basketball, which I hadn't put two thoughts into until I hit that parlay. Oh, that's how we started. <laughs> gambling. gambling see <laughs> but this, it's not gambling it's sports it's sports betting, betting. this yeah. is this is a, a real life lesson in how sports betting can bring a community together to save women's basketball you see this yeah you this see this J-Dot? this is magical bro magical this is magical um anyway you're my guest bro i we see each other often enough we we shoot the shit <laughs> We shoot the shit. That was a good episode too. I liked making that one. We shoot the shit. We uh, we have a good time. We talk about everything and everything, or anything and everything. Um, but I want I want this to be a two way street. I want to I want to know I want to know more about J Dot. I want to know about you know the random realness. I want to know more about Chame. I want to know about what's going on in your life, J Dot. Tell me something. Drop some knowledge. Wow. Um. We we just wrapped up episode thirty three. Or yeah, no, 32, 32, 32, <laughs> episode 32. I know why week. you said 33. Yeah. You know, I said 33. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, me, shame, random realness. We have video audio on all platforms. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think like we do the podcast as a, like just a, a conversation between me and him or whoever's on the guest like we want it to be random we want it to be real we want to talk about the topics that people want to know about um i can speak personally like i want to try to bring like fitness financials and then i just want to try to be funny you know i I, like comedy is like the centerpiece but then i want to have that that skewed 
where if we're talking about a topic, I want to be the numbers person to be like, oh, this is the financial impact. This isn't. Um, and then just like a little bit like on, on like my own story is like I was 375 pounds at once and now I'm probably around 245. I've been as low as like 205. So damn, you're whole, 205. Yeah, there's multiple times where <sighs> I've been dialed, dialed in. Um, never but been 205 to that point, uh, to that point is it's like, you're never, if you've ever been big, you never just win the weight battle. It's like a constant fight and your health is temporary. It's either you're getting healthier or you're getting more unhealthy. I think everything in life is temporary. Good Fat. and bad. It's good <laughs> yeah. and bad. You got to be fighting for it. Nothing stays the same. So, um, yeah, we, you know, we got, I guess big things coming up. The rest of the year, we I say tune in, uh, go back, watch episode one all the way through. Um, so this is an audio, my the kind of uh, kind of kidding podcast. I I keep want to say kind of realness because you're here. Yeah, the kind of kidding podcast is a hundred percent audio, and it's a hundred percent audio for various reasons. The main reason is I don't think I know how to carry a video aspect. I could ramble around and I, I, you know, I'm, I think I'm funny. I think my voice is funny. I think the things I say is funny, but the video editing part's a little bit intimidating for me. I was on your podcast and saw you and chain you, you guys, that's a job. You know, this is fun for me. I mean, there's work. Don't get me wrong. This is work for anybody out there thinking you just hit play and start talking. That's like 90% of it. But that other 10% is, is actual work. Like this doesn't just happen. You have to, this, you have to create this. Yeah. Right. But on top of that, I don't have video. You do. You came over not too long after and we're sitting on that couch right there with your headphones and you were going around, you were editing video. You didn't talk to me for 45 minutes. Yeah. You sat, you sat five feet from me. We, I watched a game talk to you about the game i was talking i was having a conversation and looked over and realized you heard none of it because you were you were video editing yeah and i i knew at that moment i can't do that not yet i'm not ready yeah it's not sweet it's not it's not like oh we'll have an episode every day if you're doing video editing it takes time um but you, I've seen you grow through your audio process. I've hope that you've seen like, oh yeah, our show grow. We've we've learned and uh, Dude, your yeah. show, your shows the transitions, the sound effects, being able to reach over. I saw, I think you and Chain, uh, was it the episode with the author? What was his name again? Uh, I'm sorry, Ma- uh, Matt Edwards. Yeah, yep. Uh, I think he said something, and Chain reached over real quick and hit a button. To make a sound effect, but I know that I know that that box you have have like twelve different buttons. So the fact that you guys are able to know which one does what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. it's I not a science I, yet, I, but I, yeah, we're <laughs> we're trying to get it down. There's so you know, much I into this. I can't wait to listen to an episode where someone says something and he wants to hit a boo and he hits a clap and it ruins the entire. It just throws it all off. Yeah, I, I'm I'm waiting for that day. That's going to be a fun day. So where can they find can can people who are listening to me? I'm we're just gonna get the the official podcast. Uh, you know when people go on the shows and 
you can find me here and they promote themselves. We're going to get that out the way now because the way this podcast works, we'll forget. Yeah. You know, so, so how, you, how do they find you in, in, uh, in Random Realness? So if you go to YouTube and just type in Random Realness, will be the first thing that pops up. And then on Instagram, you can find us at Random Realness or at Random period Realness. Um, that's our Instagram. We have similar ones on TikTok, Twitter. You can find Chame on Instagram at at Chame208, which is C-H-A-M-E 208. And then you can find me on Instagram at J period White, the Fi guy, as it sounds. Fi is just F-I. Um, you can find me on Instagram there. How did we get here today, Jeremiah? What what were we out doing? I don't know, because I feel like we do this often where we're just, oh, we were uh the gazebo, bro. Yeah. The gazebo. So I listen to your stuff every week. So I know last week's episode was like, I have a dream. Yeah. And I'm fulfilling this dream. Is it stupid that my dream as a kid was to own a gazebo? That's fucking stupid. Tell me it's dumb. I talked to hundreds of people in my life and not one of them has ever said they dreamt of a gazebo. I'm the only lame out here dreaming of little freaking princess uh, get married in gazebos and have swans on the lake. Like that's a weird thing for a 10 year old to care about, but that was me. You I guess. dreams of your estate, your future estate. And you wanted a gazebo. I should have dreamt about estate. other things, man. I should have drink, drink, dreamt about fire trucks and, you know, being a superhero. Instead. I was like, how do I own a house and buy, get a gazebo? <laughs> but anyway, we were here because you, you woke up, what, 6 o'clock? Yeah, 6 a.m. You said, I'll be there at 7. And at 7.01, I got a text message that says, I'm outside. So first off, thank you for showing up at 7 o'clock. I was a little nervous. I said, man, he ain't going to show up at 7. I woke up at 6.50. I threw myself together, and we left. But we went over to my buddy's house and... uh Took down this gazebo with what three other four other guys? Yeah. Four other guys. Took it down, got it loaded up into a work truck and a and a and a trailer. Drove it all the way from Caldwell, Idaho. If you're not familiar with Idaho, Idaho, that's that's like 30-something minutes away. 35, 38 minutes away. And we got it all the way back here. And by the way, it's like 102 degrees outside when this is happening. It's hot. So we do all that in a span of what? Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, five hours? Yeah. Took five hours. Now, I feel like I got rickrolled today. I feel like I got tricked. Is rickrolling tricking somebody? What is rickrolling? Yeah, rickrolled yeah. is you you think it's this and you go to click on it yep. and then it's- It's something else? Yes, yeah, that song, yeah. Um, I didn't get tricked, but I was talking to my buddy who who was providing this gazebo to me. And he says, hey, I got a few guys here. Can you get a few guys to come over and help? And then when it's over, we'll go to your house and then we'll we'll put it up. So I'm thinking we have some dudes at his house. We break it down. We get it loaded up. We come back over here to mine. And then we we put it up. This In my head, in my head, this is a one day thing. We get done loading it into the truck and everybody's hugging each other, saying goodbye. Hey, good job. 
thanks for coming. And I'm like, wait, wait hold on. Ooh, hold on. What's all this thanks for coming shit? We're all getting in cars and meeting me at my house, right? Record then, skip. Record skip. <laughs> Everyone got quiet. Couple babies in the back coughed. And all I hear is, hey, uh, so let's plan on next Sunday. We'll put it up next Sunday. Now, beggars can't be choosers. I'm being provided an, an awesome gift. I'm not going to complain. I'm not even sad about it. What I'm a little, what I'm a little shady on, what a little gray area in my mind here is at what point did at what point was I told that this wasn't going to be put up at the house? I found out after we had loaded it. I'm ready. I'm excited. We're about to come back to the house and put up a gazebo just to find out that we're doing it a week later. So I'm happy I got a gazebo, but we've been working all day in the heat to get 50% of it done. We're a hundred percent done at his house. We haven't even started at mine. I don't want to feel like I lost in this deal because I, I obviously won. <laughs> what the fuck, man? The average of two locations is is fifty percent. So you're still halfway. There. I'm still halfway. But if you look at it half empty, you could be like, "Yeah, I'm at zero percent." I think if I'm just saying. I'm an fool. I'm an impatient person. Yeah, you've known me my entire adult life. I'm very impatient to a flaw, to a fault. Like my impatientness is it's it's good sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm so impatient. I just do things. I wake up. My philosophy for a long time when it comes to these projects is we start and we work until we're tired and then we stop. And then the next day we start and we work until we're tired and we stop. And we do that over and over and over and over until the job is done. If it's two days, three days, four days, six days, that's how it is. But you start the job and you go till you're done or you go until you can't do it. We've had seven more hours of daylight today. And we didn't do, what did you and I do? We ate, we ate Reese's, we ate Reese's peanut butter. following. No, we didn't. Uh, We uh, ate organic uh, animal crackers. (laughs) Damn it. I forgot about the fitness, but we were financially smart about it because we only bought one bag. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We actually ate at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't go out. So there's the financial, there's the financial stuff. We didn't go out to eat. That's kind of sad, man. I didn't know how complex that gazebo was. Like, it seemed like it was simple, but there's actually a lot going on there. Like, if you had to build it from scratch, obviously we, un- oh, yeah, we yeah. untook it, like, in sections. But still, we didn't take it down to its grassroots. We had guys on the ground when the bolts were coming down, put in bags, being uh, um, labeled. Like, if, if you had just, like, a... a a shit group go over there and yeah. just like pull the stuff and didn't organize it. It would have probably made it, it would be, well, super hard. It'd be harder now. It, it would have came down just as easy, but putting it up in a week, this shit would be impossible. Would be impossible. Yeah. But I label like I'm weird about things like that. I, I have to have things go exactly where they go. Like I know that this screw can be used in any of these pieces. You know, I mean, if you have four brackets and all four brackets have the same two screws, that means there's eight screws that are interchangeable. But for some reason, me, if I took these two screws out of that bracket, those two screws got to go back into that bracket. It's fucking sick. It's 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 not a healthy way to 
to build things. But in my mind, that has to happen. Dude, look, walk, go inside, walk around my house. I changed these uh, uh, covers to the, the outlets. Mm -hmm. The screw, every single one of those screws is facing the same way. There's no screw heads facing vertical. They're all facing horizontal. Why? I don't fucking know. That's just because you care. You're OCD. That's what they call. OCD. I don't know if it is though, because I'm I'm not OCD in everything, just in little things like that. Like I'll still leave a sock on the floor. Oh, that's when it's like because it's a mental illness. No, I'm just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, no. I hope no. Is anybody trying to sponsor me? Mental? Do I have any mental illness sponsorship groups looking at me? No. Is it Better health. Call this. You know, that <laughs> yeah, better yeah. health is on every podcast. Dude, every podcast. Like. Every podcast I listened to had a better health. spot. Hey, speaking of sponsorships, if anybody out there right now that's listening, if you've continued to listen, <laughs> um, if you have a business and you're looking for an ad, if you're looking for a read, if some sort of ad, you know, any kind of help, contact me. I promise you the rate of sponsorship deals coming through my inbox. I can work out a very good price for you. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to really worry about the money just yet. I just, I just want to support my community. If you support me, I want to support you. Let's start there. If you support me, I want to support you. Yeah. I, and I, I hope you have sponsorship deals running. Um, and that's great that you reminded me of that. Call Colin. 208-639-0412 for all your insurance needs. But yeah, no, I mean, it's good. It's not like I'm bought. You know what I'm saying? It's not like. Hey, for I'm, the record, if you if you call that number, make sure you tell her where you heard it. I'd like a couple bucks from this deal. Yeah, let them know it's Kind of Kitty Podcast. Kinda you heard it Kind of Kitty. Yeah. Uh, via Random Realness. Via Random Realness. But, you know, it's not like I'm always thinking about that, you know? it's just No, your name is just financial. You, you, you know, you're not always thinking about money. You just made a name that has the word financial in it. Yeah. But you're not worried about it. No, like, no. yeah, I just like, I like my job. Like I like my career, but when I learned about the financial independence movement of like the ability to be able to walk away from your job earlier than like the regular retirement, there was something fascinating about that. And there's this one cool piece that's in it is there's a part where they call it F you money. Oh, and so that I know what that be, money is. Yeah, like you have that's, that's when you break up with your baby mama and you go to the strip club and throw it all at the women, right? That's the that's if you no 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 it's no, different. Oh, that's you, yeah, different. If you money if, is enough that you have saved that you then start feeling empowered enough to tell your if your employer is asking you to do something that you don't feel is right or you you think they're disrespecting you, you could tell them fuck you in that moment. Hmm. You have enough money to where you would like you know your bills wouldn't come collapsing right now. You have six months eight months to to find another job to where like you could come home and be like honey my boss was on one today i told him fuck you and she wouldn't be like you better go talk nice to them get that job yeah, back because yeah, she's yeah. coming down the pipeline see that's she'd where, be like oh no you know we're good we're good we got that f you money. now you go find the employer that matches how you feel see i i that's where you and i are a little different is you have the wherewithal you like how I use that word? I don't even know if I used it right, but I've been wanting to use that word for a long time. It sounded good. You have the wherewithal to be able to know when you can say that. Me, you know my filter's broken. You know the way I, my judgment 
is is sometimes I'm I'm like a bull. I see red and it don't matter the fuck you money or not. Yeah. You tell me to do something unethical or you tell me to do something that I don't agree with or you talk to me in a way that I don't feel is conducive to this relationship. I walk away and I let you know about it. That's one thing. It's a little a sidebar. I mean, I'm kind of getting off topic a little bit, but um, I grew up in a military environment where I didn't know people, but for a year or two and either I was leaving or they were leaving like our deployments or your parents do, you know, you know, when, when they get stationed somewhere, we might be friends for two years and then you're gone and I'm gone. And this is before internet. This is before Instagram. There was no Facebook. You didn't, you couldn't just like keep up with them. Yeah. Like they left and they were, they were gone, bro. Like they never came back and you yeah. never saw them again. Right. So I never built those, those relations. I never built those, um, those strong bonds, you know, like you, you want your kids to go to, the same high school you went to. Yep. You want your kids to go to the same elementary. You want your kids to have the same teachers. You want basically your entire generation of family to experience the same things you experienced to, to a degree. Yeah. Because that's you share that bond. You have friends that you've known for 10, 15, 20 years. You don't want to lose those friendships. So you're willing to bend over backwards sometimes to maintain that bond connection jobs you're willing to you're willing to make sure that you don't say anything out of pocket because you have a strong bond you have a strong tie in the moment to that employer they call that golden handcuffs golden handcuffs golden handcuffs what's paying you yep the good thing about that is you think clearly you think responsibly me i never formed those bonds I'm 39 years old right now, and I'm going to be honest with you. I can walk away from literally everything. Everything. I don't care how long you've known me. I don't care how what we have in common. The, cur the gift and the curse that the military has given me is that I can literally walk away from anything that's not good for me. I could walk away from anything that I don't agree with. But th that's the benefit. Mm. If if I feel like you're toxic to me, it is not hard for me to say I'm done and turn on you. For you or your family. For or me whatever. or my family. Yeah. However, the curse part of that is because it's so easy for me to leave something. I, I might not be thinking clear. Like you said, the FU mm. money. I'm not. I might not be waiting for the FU money. Mm -hmm. I don't have the FU money. Mm -hmm. You know, I joked about not having a savings account. I have a savings account, but I'm one FU away from spending it. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I know that was a little off topic, but I don't know. That's how this podcast goes. And the financial independence piece, like, it's not that I have that stuff stacked up. It's something that it's just working, working towards. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's not to be like people that are in debt or anything is bad. Cause it's like a majority of people living that and it's just it naturally happens mm -hmm. and like if, if you don't ha if you don't wake up at some point you'll just naturally flow into it it has to be like kind of conscience yeah to do it so you have to work you have to consciously make that decision yeah because it's so easy to go the other way we're not trained we're trained to be consumers we're trained to think that we're gonna live 
we're going to be able to live and work forever. It's like, oh, I think maybe two or three episodes ago where you were talking about aging, essentially. And like having that realization, it's like I turned 40 I'm halfway down my life, probably. Yeah. If I'm going off of like probably like the average uh, uh, black person's, I'm more than halfway. Like my, my dad passed at 66. So I'm thinking, damn, I only got 26. That means I'm on the back. I'm on a shorter end of. You've already been alive longer than you will be alive. Potentially yeah, live. Yeah. And that's like super, you know, super scary. Um, but a lot of people, like if I die at 66, say I say I pass away at 66, I wouldn't need a retirement plan because it's probably pretty safe that I can earn until yeah, I'm 66. Yeah, you're probably but if working. I happen to live to 80, I, what if my health isn't good to, well, to run those last times and then. That yeah. stuff starts, you know, tripping the, with your mind. And those government programs that my dad and my grandpa and well, not my dad yet, but my grandpa, my grandpa's grandpa, like all of those government programs, the Social Security, those things that you paid into, those used to be the retirement plan. Those used to be the just work until you can't. And then all that little money that you put into this economy, Uncle Sam gives it back. Fixed income, but you get it back. Then there was this idea that that's going to go away. Like you're not going to have a, a social security check when, 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 when it's our turn, it might not be there. Now I, I'm of the side that believes that that money's never going to go away because, I agree with you too. because that money has to continue to be taken from you on a on a bi-weekly basis so it can continue to be invested into other programs that other programs and other programs need so i think that's always going to be around you can't just say work your ass off and then when you're old we just forget about you that's it's not something that i think is going to happen the only way that plan would work is if you go and look and see what that little amount is going to be and when you go to retire that all your fixed expenses and all the things you want to do fit inside that dollar amount right a lot of people are going to find that that number that's waiting there isn't going to be enough. Well, it won't be enough for me because I pay for four Netflix accounts. <laughs> now, I, I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be able to survive off of that because, well, I could because I would, like I said, I can walk away from things. <laughs> if it's not good for me, I'll leave it, you know. Yeah. Um, I just, I do, ne I do need to pay more attention to it, though. I need to find out how to be more financially. And financially. so just being aware can start the shift where it just naturally happens in you. It's not something that is, is, it wasn't until somebody presented that way of life potentially that I started digging into it and then started like moving towards it. So if all I do is kind of like potentially scare people to think about it, I think it, It'll so, do the rest. So what are you doing? Are you just putting into a 401k? Are you investing into stocks? Are you playing the crypto? Like wh what no. is, what are you doing? 401k and it's just uh, in, uh, index funds, low cost index funds. And so for me, I purchase the total stock market index, which buys every public company. And I just save as much as I can in that vehicle. And I'll let time do it do its thing a percentage of your check goes to it every paycheck every paycheck like if my employer matches up to eight percent then i minimum i'm gonna do is eight percent there's a bunch of different like tax advantages that you can go pre-tax or you can go roth but just starting that savings muscle 
and just knowing that like crypto to me, I would say is gambling, trading, gambling. Daily. That's yep. why I don't do it. Yeah. Fuck crypto. I sports bet. I don't sports gamble. If somebody on. tells you, hey, I want to teach you how to trade stocks, from my viewpoint, that's gambling. And that, that's not what I what I'm what I would ever push to anybody. I want people to know that investing is not the same as gambling. Investing, if you can think of it, and I send it out to the like the kids when I buy their uh birthday and Christmas gift where I buy them the total stock market index. And in that message, I say, you just bought a piece of every employee at these corporate companies because you're buying the company that employs those people that want to pay their bills. And so if you look at it that way, you're literally buying the best world-class athletes. I think I'm biased to the U S you know? And so why wouldn't they get up every day to go make Facebook the best company in the world? Because they want to keep getting paid. Coca-Cola does the same thing. You buy the total stock market index, you're buying all of them, all those companies that employ all those people. So I don't know if the word devil's advocate is the right word, yeah. but um, if you bought that for my daughter, which you do, so she owns a part of Instagram. Yes, she owns Meta, okay. which owns Facebook, Instagram, Threats. So, so J Dot. Yep. Why am I getting mad at her for spending so much goddamn time on a company that she invested in? Yeah. I'm hurting her. I'm hurting her bottom line, bro. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> like it has unintended consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. Kidding. Um, I wanted to ask you a question, mm -hmm. and it kind of ties into what you were just talking about with your uh, moving. You, you you're making a conscious decision to move into a different space to to make tomorrow better for you, right? Mm -hmm. Do you? I hear this a lot where people say it happened for a reason. And I hate when people say that things happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So some people choose to just live their life. I do believe live your life. I do believe enjoy your life. I also believe enjoy your life responsibly. Don't go buy, you know, $700,000 vehicles because you want to live your life. Oh, Jeremiah with the kind of kidding podcast said, enjoy my life. So I'm going to go blow it all on this Maserati. It's not what I'm saying. Mm. What I'm saying is if you have the means or if you have a plan, enjoy it. Cause you're not going to, you might not get those moments back. For example, I'm choosing next month to go to Denver with my whole family and watch Braves games. Mm-hmm. Could that money be used for other things? Absolutely. But that level of thinking, your money can always be used for something different. Yep. Anything you use for recreation, you could always make an argument could be used for something other than recreation. So I've removed myself from that space. I earn. I earn X amount of dollars an hour for however many hours a week, for however many weeks a year. This is what I expect to have back into my pocket. So I, ma I do the math and I say spending this is not irresponsible because with the, out with the money that's going out to bills and the money that's coming back in two weeks, this is doable. In the moment, probably not a very smart financial decision, but in two weeks, I've recouped. Mm -hmm. Unless something very tragic happens in the next 14 days, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. 
sucks to live that way, but I don't have a nest egg to save me yet. Right. And then I was talking to somebody about this and they said, you know what? Just do it. I said, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. They said, everything happens for a reason. And I said, should I be listening to you? Because I hate when someone says that. Mm. There are people who don't have retirement plans because they feel everything happens for a reason. There's people that don't make some decisions because they feel like everything happens for a reason. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? I, I I do believe that. I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And that might be just like the optimistic nature of me, of, of who I am is to like take the silver lining out of everything. Um, and I have that feeling that everything's always going to work out. Well, so then that's, that's optimism and that's say, okay. Yeah. So hear me out. I know we're, bro, we've been doing, we've been at it for an hour, which is pretty fucking cool. Damn. You know, this is different. Like it's been five minutes. When I do this by myself, I know what 45 minutes feels like because I'm working for 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't feel like I've worked for 58 minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's a testament to, to this episode with you. But what I'm getting at is I don't know. How do I say this? I guess people who people who say they believe in everything, you're an optimist. I think a lot of those people, they believe in fate or destiny mm -hmm. or karma. But I don't know if any of that's real. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I know we were talking about financial stuff and what my example here is going to tie into other things. But that financial thinking that we were just talking about is the same as other people's every day, just going out to eat or, you know, going to a sports game or, you know, meeting someone at the mall. Um, I don't really know if any of that's real. Um, but I do, I believe in luck. Okay. I believe that you can create the potential of luck happening to you. Yep. So, Tying it back into your financial world. I can create the potential of me being lucky enough to have money when I'm older. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. I don't believe that I'm going to have a lot of money when I retire because fate, destiny, God, whatever intended that for to be my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I also don't believe that I'm going to be poor later because fate, destiny, God or karma said, hey, you, this is just your life. I feel like people say things happen for a reason because they're trying to justify something that has happened in their life that they might not have necessarily worked for or deserved. You feel me? Yeah, I can jump track in. So you walk outside, you get in your car, your car breaks down. Instead of getting mad about it, you decide to say everything happens for a reason. So you get up and you go get that bus pass and you get on a bus and you go to work. Mm -hmm. Did that really happen for a reason? I don't know because I don't believe in that. Maybe you should have paid more attention to the sounds your car was making and worked towards trying to make sure that this did not happen. You should have invested in your automobile so you could have the potential to be lucky enough to not have a broken down car. I, I I don't know if I lost you there. But no, what? like if everything happens for a reason and my car breaks down, the, the person could be thinking, all right, I had to walk to work or I had to get the bus ride to work that day. I was at work 
five minutes late. Um, before I got there, the manager that was working, the store got robbed and he got shot. If I was on Jeez. time, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. I was on time, yeah. I'd be dead. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. That's when my car broke down. That's my, you know yeah. what I mean? That so you're like happy. Yeah. You're like happy your car broke bad. down. I think that conceding that fate was the reason is something that most people use to make themselves feel better about whatever just happened mm -hmm. to justify the unfortunate events that might've transpired. Mm -hmm. But I feel like on the flip side, I also think that that type of thinking can diminish someone's, uh, someone's hard work or accomplishment. So for you to say everything happens for a reason when something bad happens. Yeah. Okay. That makes you feel better about yeah. some bullshit that happened. It happens for a reason. You can go, uh, you can go about your day feeling better because it was fate. It was destined to happen. It was going to happen anyway. It happens for a reason. But what about all those people who worked hella hard for something if 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 I work hella hard, let, let's say I'm an athlete, I work super hard on my jump shot. I will go outside every day since I was 10 years old. And I shot 100 jump shots a day until I didn't miss but, but two of them. And I make it to college, D1 school. I get signed to a D1, Division I basketball school, and I'm getting my college education paid for. I'm going to learn some shit, and I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be a better member of my community for it. If you come to me and say, great job, Jeremiah, everything happens for a reason, I might sock you in your fucking face. I worked hard for this shit. This didn't happen for a reason. This yeah. wasn't my fate. I wasn't destined to be a Division I college basketball player. This was something that I, 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 I worked hard for and I, I made happen. I created my, the potential for me to be lucky enough to be a Division I ball player. That's where I'm coming from. Don't tell me that when I do great things, when great things fucking happen, everybody wants to say hard work pays off. But when fucked up shit happens, everyone wants to say everything happens for a reason. I don't I don't understand that thinking. I, I can I can rock with you. And I would think it would be super hard to like everything happens for a reason to use that as a blanket statement. But I think there's a tool bag of like sayings, like hard work pays off. Everything happens for a reason. Look at the brighter side, be the bigger person. Like if you have a toolbox of those things, I think you could probably walk yourself through any type of situation where you're not stepping on people's toes. But yeah, if you wanted to just everything, well, why, you why say why we like, have everything those? happens for a reason, everything happens for a reason. You're going to run into some shit where somebody's going to take your head off. Someone's going to say, yeah, yeah. Like for real, like you, Somebody busted their ass. If I go and say that everything happens for a reason, what's the reason? Yeah. Motherfucker, tell me. Yeah. What's the reason? Why did this, why, why did me getting a full ride scholarship to the University of Southern California happen? Tell me. Obviously, it happened for a reason. Tell me. You don't fucking know. You're just diminishing me on my hard work because you didn't get a full ride to a D1 school to play basketball. So everything happens for a reason? Come on now. It's your fate. It's your destiny not to be successful. Come on now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I know I got real weird just now, but I I just hate when people use terms like that. And and I'm guilty of it. I've used those terms. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not righteous in a way where I haven't said the things that I'm telling you I hate when people say to me. I'm guilty of it too. But, you know, even stupid sayings like soulmates. We're soulmates. You were destined to be with me. Really? Have you traveled anywhere outside of Ada County? Have you left your town? Yeah. So your soulmate just 
miraculously he happened to be within a 25 minute radius of where you were born. You don't have a soulmate living in Cairo, Egypt right now. Yeah. Yep. Like your soul, you, the, the one person that was, that was meant to be with you forever to love and to nourish and to make you the best potential self you could be. That person's not living in Italy right now. And you're living in Texas. Yeah. But you're never going to go to Italy to meet them. So you just met someone locally and said your soulmates. What would be the chance that whoever you think makes your soulmate, that they always put them within a 23 mile Bro, radius? I'm just saying. You. Like, it's you day, know what I mean? Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like, you know, like that, that shit is just bogus to me. Like, I believe that you found someone that you love and you want you, you, you want that to be your soulmate. And maybe you shouldn't believe in soulmates then. That's so fucking stupid. Like, I hate raining on people. I hate bagging on people. I don't want someone to say, yeah, we met, you know, we went downtown. I met him at a bar and we've been together for 12 years. That's my soulmate. Okay, maybe. But you've seen 0.01% of the world. You, Yeah. So and that's your soulmate. Yeah. Like God or whatever being that you believe in just said, you know what? I'm going to make sure that the person they're supposed to be with lives 35 minutes away from them and they're going to meet somehow. Yeah. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put a soulmate in Antarctica on a fishing trip on a, on a, on a penguin expedition. No, that's fucking both. I think two people meet each other. They find qualities in each other that they enjoy and they put in the work to create a life together. I believe that if that's what soulmates are, because you put in work to make sure that your soul's mate. Cool. But don't wake up one day and, you know, act like an asshole, eat like shit, um, be mad at everything all day long, live in a garage with the lights off, collect cats, never go outside and talk to anybody. And then in 20 years, when you're all alone, you say everything happens for a reason. You didn't do anything to invest in the potential of being lucky enough to meet somebody. That's what I've been saying that like for the last 20 minutes. Invest in your potential to be lucky enough to accomplish something. I don't know if I just made that up. If I did, I need to put it on T-shirts. But those people that are miserable, they always say everything happens for a reason. And the people who are successful and happy, they almost never say everything happens for a reason because it diminishes their hard work that they put in to get that. Yeah. Um, everything happens for a reason. Like, this is the great, great discussion. And it makes me think, like, the only valid way to to use everything happens for a reason would be to, like, justify some trauma you know what i mean there's sure. no way of like if if you do something successful and somebody comes up and says everything happens for a reason you would be getting slapped but almost in any time I, like oh you didn't get that promotion you'd go tap somebody and be like everything happens for a reason dog you know what i'm saying you're gonna bounce you're gonna learn from this and but, bounce back but that's what i'm saying you're you're that's a coping mechanism to, to like you said for trauma it's a nice thing people say so when someone says it to you if I said it to you, it's a nice thing for me to say because I know that you're hurt right now. Yeah. And I don't know how to say sorry or too bad or you should have tried hard. I don't know how to say those things and not come off as a douchebag. Yeah. So to say those things, everything happens for a reason. That's a nice coping. That's a nice way for two people to cope with bad news. Yeah. But the underlying, like you said, could have been that person didn't work hard enough. That person uh, busted their ass and they it wasn't that everything happens for a reason. It was like that guy uh, uh, 
what is it blackballed me essentially yeah. he gave it he gave it did nepotism and gave it to his cousin yeah. when it should have been me you know like yeah. it wasn't fair it wasn't fair so everything happens for a reason like was it that person's fate or destiny to get the promotion and it was my fate or destiny to be fucking screwed yeah you know it's that fine line like i like i like you said it's a way to justify the trauma. However, not everybody does that. When I was 15 years old, I got beat up by four skinheads and left on the side of the street. Did I wake up and say everything happens for a reason? I got my ass kicked by these racist sons of bitches so I can grow up and be not racist. Like, is that really what's happening here? Yeah. No, that didn't happen for a reason. Those fuckers didn't jump me because they didn't because it was supposed to happen. Like there was a reason for me to get my ass whooped at 15 years old by these skinheads. It didn't happen. It was a bad luck, bro. Yeah. I should have walked somewhere else. I should have seen what was. I should have noticed what was going on and not been there. That's was it my fate or destiny to get my ass whooped? I don't know. I don't believe that. However. Because I like to look at things from more angles. I don't believe that that ass whooping happened for a reason, but I believe that the aftermath of that ass whooping helped me in a way. Yeah. Now, like you said, if I wanted to justify the trauma, I could say, Hey, the reason I am the way I am now is because I got beat up back in the day. Okay. But that ass whooping, that one and that, that, when they snatched me up and whooped my ass and left me on the side of the street and everybody walked by and looked at me and no one helped me, no one picked me up and asked if I was okay. Not one fucking person helped me. I got up with one shoe and walked the fuck home. How can I say that happened for a reason? That's fucking, you know, I don't yeah, know. No, it's, no, it's a, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. And it could take, years for it to actually then have a reason and that's kind of hard to make it like a direct correlation i feel like if people want to stand behind these terms if an officer picked me up and said hey man are you okay what happened and i said oh man these guys snatched me up with my ass it should be appropriate for him appropriate for him to say hey man these things happen for a reason no see like the police officer can't use that but that's what there. i'm saying but, but why like, why does everybody maybe your else uncle might say it but like yeah no i but can't why, why does what? everybody else get to use these terms to help me cope with trauma except the dude with the badge yeah he's not allowed to say that he's not in that but moment, when i get when i get older and i get passed up on a promotion that breaks my heart everyone's allowed to tell me that it happens for a reason when when you know, my girlfriend cheats on me. It happened for a reason. When my best friend, you know, steals my dog, that happened for a reason. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how we got here, J-Dot. We were talking about all kinds of crazy shit, and I don't know. This we got random, real, kind of kidding, but we weren't kind of We weren't kind of kidding. Kinda kidding. Like- I said in my bio, for anyone that says they're kind of kidding, they're also kind of not. Like, this must have been the kind of not. Yeah. But we're going to we're probably going to end this episode. We're going over an hour and I normally don't like to keep people listening to my voice for that long, even though your voice is like it's like tiny angels dancing on the eardrums. Um, go ahead and hit these folks with one more one more one more quick uh, one more quick little advertisement about where they can find the random realness and where they can find you on, on the Instagram and wherever. And then let's let's leave it at that. Let's keep it short and concise. Random realness on Instagram. 
random period realness. You can find us on YouTube by saying random or typing in random realness. We're like the first thing that pops up. And this is this is only we will be back with the full group. Me and Chain will be here to do the episode. So this is the last you'll see us. Oh, that'd be fun to get Chain in here, huh? Yeah. I don't know if we could do an episode with Chain, though. Not for an hour, because we'll talk about 15 minutes worth of shit and we'll laugh for like 60. Oh, and yeah, that would be an hour and people a half. People are just going to tune in to hear giggling. I mean, I'm cool with it if they are. I mean, maybe we do it anyway and see how it works, you know. But uh, But anyway... Real quick to everybody listening right now, um, if you've tuned in to the Kind of Kidding podcast and you've made it this far, I couldn't I couldn't tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, I we all know that I do this for me, but a lot of it, a lot of the things for me, is because of people like you. I I really do. I re, I, t- I spoke earlier about how I don't have I don't I don't create these bonds with people. I don't create these lifelong relationships and it's easy for me to walk away from things. And although I truly do think I believe that because that's just how I was raised in a weird way, these last 23 episodes has been different for me. I don't see, but a few of the people who are listening in real life, most of you, I don't lay eyes on and I love y'all more than, more than, more than some people that, 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 that I see on a regular basis. So I'm going to ask some favors from you. Keep liking, keep sharing, keep subscribing, keep rating, keep reviewing, uh, keep messaging. Do that for me. Do that for J. Dot. Do that for the Kind of Kidding podcast. Do that for the Random Realness podcast. We're all in this together. When it's all said and done, we're living one life and we're doing it all together. And and uh, I don't care where you are in the world. If you're tied into the Kind of Kidding podcast, you mean something to me. So uh, that's the podcast, everybody. Uh, this was Kind of Kidding. I'm the Jeremiah, and I love y'all.